Dear listeners, I'm Lauren Conlon, and before you embark on this investigative journey with me, I want to offer a sincere word of my acknowledgement and gratitude. When I, as the host, first set out on this path, I was admittedly very green. I lacked the seasoned expertise and finesse that comes with experience in investigative podcasting and reporting. However, Every story has a beginning and an ending, and this podcast represents the start of my own investigative odyssey. So as you dive into these episodes, you may notice rough edges or moments where my inexperience shines through, but please know that every stumble and misstep has been a crucial part of my learning process, and I've embraced each challenge as an opportunity for growth and improvement. So I want to express my heartfelt appreciation to each and every one of you who was stuck with the story despite my imperfections because Grant's story is important. So your support and patience have been invaluable as I've navigated the complexities of investigative podcasting and your feedback, whether constructive criticism, words of encouragement, or maybe something that wasn't so nice has helped me and helped shape this podcast into what it is today. So without further ado, here is Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Corruption Podcast. What happened to Grant Solomon? I'm Lauren Conlin. All right. Where do we begin for this week? Well, let's start off with where we ended last week. We were very excited as the Cup of Justice podcast with Mandy Matney, Eric Bland, and Liz Farrell covered Grant's case on their June 27th episode. Now, they just scratched the surface, but they did note that more coverage was coming soon. They were on vacation um, the last two weeks, Mandy and Eric. I sound like a total stalker knowing their vacation schedule. But um, they did 
released their first episode back on July 11th, and Grant's case was not discussed in that episode, but I'm hopeful that possibly next week they'll discuss it or the week after. And I I just, I know that I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket, but just knowing the resources and the reach that they have just makes us so excited because, you know, I am one person. I am me, myself, and I working on this as a passion project, but you know, there's only so much I can do here. So fingers crossed. Um, speaking of next week, it will be three years since Grant's passing. And um, I don't like to call it an anniversary because that signifies something good. Um, and this is not good. This is very bad. We still have no answers and nobody has been arrested or convicted. And, you know, I'm proud of the work that we are doing on the back end. I really am. I am very hopeful that we are going to um, have an accident reconstruction done very soon because you know what? You cannot argue with physics. And once that accident recon is done and, you know, a grand jury and a judge will see that Grant's death did not match up with the way that You know, we were all told Aaron's story changed multiple times. Something doesn't make sense. So once we do that, I feel like, you know, we will just be on our way. So, uh, you know, I'll keep everybody posted with how that's going and when that's going to happen. And again, if you have any information, please don't hesitate to reach out. And remember, there's still a $20,000 reward um, for anyone that has information leading to an arrest or a conviction. So... Let's just pivot to the app Reddit. I have had a Reddit account for a while, but I really didn't understand how to use this damn app. It's so confusing to me, but the other day I decided to hop on it. And if you don't really understand what it is, like me, um, there's a lot of different subjects and people will start a subject or a group and then they'll start a thread underneath it with people commenting on it and weighing in. So I went to the app and I searched Grant Solomon, Aaron Solomon, Gracie Solomon. I searched all of that and I got to um, a couple different threads about the case. And I actually learned a lot, believe it or not. So um, on one thread, somebody brought up the vigil that was held in May outside of the Omni Hotel in Nashville. And they brought up the fact that Channel 5 was supposed to cover it and then dropped out, you know, just quickly and didn't really give reasons except for the fact that management was not interested in covering it. Well, this person ends up saying, my friend is a producer there and basically said that they ran this story by their legal department and their legal department was so afraid of getting sued for defamation because an arrest hasn't been made. That's why they canned the story. So that makes a lot of sense in terms of why the mainstream and national media has not been covering this, I suppose, because they are scared of being sued because no arrests have been made. And, you know, in their eyes or in the eyes of the news, a story can't possibly be true unless, you know, it's been validated by police or by law enforcement. And that's what it seems like in this case. But... I want to just point out a few things. So 
I get that. You don't want to go in on TV and say, you know, this man is under fire for allegedly being involved in the death of his son, even though, you know, it's his, you know, they might be like, okay, well, it's just the, you know, the ex-wife saying it. And it's just, you know, her friend saying it. Maybe that's what they're afraid of, but that's really not the case here. I mean, if you look at the facts, plain and simple, something is up. Now, what I did want to point out is that I recently watched a documentary on Peacock, Menudo and um, the Menendez Brothers documentary. I don't know if anybody's seen that, but this is interesting because, and this, don't worry, I will tie this all together. I promise you this, this will make sense. But so, okay. So Roy Rossello from Menudo, he states on camera in two out of three episodes um, in this docuseries that Edgardo Diaz, the manager of Menudo, repeatedly raped him and abused him while he was a member of this group for years and years. And he is on camera saying, um, you know, going into the most horrific details of what happened to him. And Edgardo Diaz has never been arrested for these crimes. He's never been tried in a court of law for these crimes. In fact, the very last episode of this documentary, Roy actually goes to the LAPD to file charges, finally. So now police are looking into Edgardo Diaz as being this, this pedophile rapist. So I'm like, okay, so it's not always the case, right? I mean, this is a documentary by Peacock, and maybe Peacock just has so much money they were not afraid of possibly being sued by Edgardo Diaz. But I mean, that seems to me like if Peacock did it, you know, why can't a news station just spotlight a death for not properly being looked into? Um, I found that very weird. And I also thought of this. Uh, and and I think this also, you know, will will kind of make sense when I'm done talking about it. But Buster Murdoch was very much indicated in the death of Stephen Smith on many documentaries on Hulu and on Dateline. I mean, they really allude to the fact that Buster had something to do with it. And Buster's never been arrested. And they went so far, in fact, to say, uh, you know, to really implicate him where he had to put out a statement, he and his lawyer put out a statement just saying, look, everyone needs to leave me alone. I'm just trying to mourn the death of my brother and my mom and now my dad going to prison. So uh, Buster didn't sue. I, I, you know, I'm like, so, okay, there are clearly ways around this. And, you know, something I was thinking about just, you know, saying this out loud about Buster's statement is Aaron Solomon, you know, his name is really being dragged everywhere. It is, if you Google his name, obviously, which I've done many times, I mean, one of the first thing that comes up is Shannon Ashley's article where it says like former news anchor has, you know, rape allegations and murder allegations against him. And it's just crazy. I mean, if I were him and I'm sure his lawyers are maybe advising him here, but I would get with my lawyer and I would get with someone in public relations and I would put out a statement, especially if I was innocent. I would just be like, okay, enough is enough. You know, I've been accused of these unspeakable crimes, but the fact that he's not saying anything I just, I don't quite understand because I wouldn't, if I was really innocent, I don't think I'd be able to live like that with people thinking this about me and my name, you know, being dragged. And I think I would maybe get ahead of it and maybe say, look, you guys want to take me to trial? Go ahead. I'll prove my innocence. 
So um, these are some things that I've been thinking about. And then just really quickly to go back to another Reddit thread, this was interesting. And this was from about two weeks ago. I'm just finding it on my phone right now. I took a screenshot, but somebody said this, quote, not enough people know about this, but I've tried to spread the word. My cousin is fairly high up in management at a company I shall not name. They had hired this smarmy piece of shit as a financial advisor for their company, and I shared everything I knew. I sent my cousin the link to the Freedom for Gracie Instagram, and we discussed it at length. Voila, the company fired Solomon as their advisor, end quote. And then someone else writes, quote, curious if this was recent. Is this why he just sold his house and left town? And so glad you let your cousin know, end quote. And then the last thing this person answers is, quote, it was last summer when I shared what I found. I'm not sure why he sold and left, but hopefully the heat is getting turned up enough on him, end quote. So that right there, if I'm innocent, wouldn't I turn around and possibly sue the company that fired me based on, you know, allegations that um, are on social media? I mean, it just seems, it just seems like a little strange. I, I don't know exactly what to make of it. And, you know, I know that in 2021, Aaron Solomon did, um, and I think GCA and Steve Berger, they, they filed a bunch of defamation lawsuits that were all thrown out. And I'm fairly certain I, um, have mentioned that on this podcast before. So, um, you know, it just, it seems like at this point, the thing to do would just to be to speak up and really um say that you're innocent here but anyway i want to quickly bring up a horrific case that i know a lot of people are talking about and i want to bring it up only because it happened in franklin tennessee so a popular franklin kids soccer coach camilo hurtado campos disgusting. I don't even want to say his name. Uh, He's being held on charges of rape and child exploitation of a minor with additional charges expected to be filed, according to Franklin PD. Now, this comes after a restaurant worker found his phone that he left behind and attempted to look through it to find out who it belonged to. And then this restaurant worker ended up finding dozens of pictures of children um, you know, in a compromising position and dozens of videos where he recorded himself raping unconscious boys between the ages of nine and 17. And I have a hard time even saying that out loud because it's so horrible. But if I know anything from watching the Jared from Subway doc is that these guys, meaning these pedophiles stick together. So there is a very good chance that if the Franklin police, you know, really look into this, I mean, he could have sold pictures of kids or these videos, I hate to say it, um, and perhaps this could lead to a trail of other disgusting pedophiles. Who knows? I couldn't help but um, but just scratch my head about this whole thing. I mean, it's just, it's hard to even say out loud, like I said, but the head scratcher, why would this compost guy be dumb enough to leave his phone with all of that content unlocked and at a restaurant. I mean, why would he have all of that on there just so easily accessible? I would imagine that this person didn't exactly have to look very hard to find it. It was just right there. 
And I don't even know what I'm getting at. I just had to say that out loud. (laughs) So maybe you guys know what I'm getting at. It's just weird, right? I mean, wouldn't you have that in a a secured place? Uh, It just really made me scratch my head. But I, my heart just goes out to any of the parents in Franklin, Tennessee, whose child came in contact with that man. I can only... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Imagine what they're going through. It makes me sick to my stomach, and um, I will just be praying for them. Before we get into the court documents that I'll be discussing today, I want to bring up one last thing. So every week, I tend to go through the Justice for Grant and Freedom for Gracie Dropbox, all of the files we have with police reports, medical reports, anything and everything. It's it's pretty organized. But every once in a while, I'll come across them, something that I'm just like, hey, maybe the audience would appreciate hearing this because it'll paint a better picture of the family dynamic and what went on between Grant and Gracie and Angie and Aaron. So back in 2021, that's when, you know, YouTubers and bloggers started to really post about this case. And one of the YouTube posts jogged somebody's memory about an incident that they witnessed in 2013. Now, this person was actually from the Nashville Fire Department. He had moved out of Tennessee, and he saw this video in 2021, and he said, hey, I got to talk to somebody about what I witnessed in 2013. So Angie Solomon put him in touch with the PI that she had hired a few years back. His name was Dan Hodges, and for the most part, he did a decent job. So I'm going to read to you about what Dan Hodges and this man, Aaron Myers, that's his name, what they spoke about during their conversation and what Aaron saw back in 2013 when he was employed by the Nashville Fire Department. Quote, Mr. Myers advised that he remembers one evening that Station 20, Nashville Fire Department responded to a 911 for a domestic disturbance call on Blank Blank Road in Nashville at the residence of Aaron Solomon. He was designated as Medic 20 and he responded with the fire department. He stated upon arrival that they noticed that the Nashville police was on the scene and they had gone inside. Mr. Myers advised that he believes that an EMS with NFD went inside the house, but he does not know that if any treatment was administered. 
Mr. Myers stated that he never went into the house and that he and his fellow firefighters remained in the front yard area. He stated that he and his colleagues had seen Aaron Solomon around his neighborhood before, and Aaron had at times engaged in conversation with them. He stated that Aaron always seemed cordial when they encountered him. Mr. Myers advised that they were not at this call very long. He stated that while NPD was inside with the occupants, Aaron Solomon came outside and again was cordial. He stated that Aaron told them that his wife is mentally ill and she had caused all the trouble. However, when Angie Solomon and the two children exited the house, Aaron's demeanor quickly changed. He became red in the face, and his facial expression showed that he was very angry and agitated, and it was obvious that Aaron was filled with rage. He stated that he recalled that Aaron made a few steps toward Angie, but was stopped by the Nashville Police Department. Mr. Myers advised that Station 20 left the scene on the fire truck. He stated that he and his colleagues all remarked that, quote unquote, we know who the instigator in that incident is, end quote, and they were referring to Aaron. Mr. Myers advised that he does not know what occurred after he had left the scene, and he stated that, to the best of his knowledge, no one was transported by ambulance to a hospital, end quote. Okay, I wanted to read that to everybody for a number of reasons. I found that whole thing very, very scary. And one of the main reasons I wanted to read it is to show everybody that outsiders have witnessed Aaron Solomon really turn on and off like a light switch. And that is very concerning behavior as per Tanya Ryman. If you go back and listen to what she says about him being a news anchor, I mean, he's he's trained to be that way. He's trained to be very professional and cordial. And then, you know, the next minute, I don't think he realizes how he just sort of switches to this horrible, angry crazy human. And the other thing is that the whole quote unquote, Angie is crazy theory. I mean, she has been, this poor woman has been gaslit for the last 10 years. This was the whole reason that Aaron got custody of the kids in the first place. And shockingly, even with doctors coming forward and testifying in court and saying, no, Angie Solomon is not crazy. Aaron had the court on his side. So Angie really didn't have a shot at all during any of these battles in court. So I wanted to just point that out as well, that this theory of her being crazy, I mean, she's had to deal with this for 10 years, and I cannot even imagine. And speaking of court appearances, I want to reiterate that, yes, it was on record that a court-appointed therapist said that both children feared their father. They did not fear their mother. They did not feel like they needed to be protected from their mother. They felt that they needed to be protected from their father. It's also on record that both Grant and Gracie, when the court had ordered them to be removed from their mother's house and go live with their father, they felt like they were, quote unquote, taken from their mother when they had to go live with their dad, Aaron Solomon, because I mean, think about it. Angie wasn't actually crazy. She was and is a loving mother who 
all she's guilty of is protecting her children. So yeah, of course they're going to feel this way. They're going to feel taken from their mother. And I don't think that any child that was, let's say, in a toxic household with a mentally ill parent, I think that maybe they'd be relieved to be removed from that situation. And I don't think that if they were in a healthy household, the word taken would really make sense. But it's definitely on the record that Grant and Gracie felt taken from their mother. And that just breaks my heart. It, it really does. And that's my opinion. I am not a medical professional or a doctor. So that's that. And I also just want to quickly add, whatever you might think about Angie, let's say you live in Tennessee and you are erring on the side of GCA or you know Grace Chapel and Aaron Solomon. I mean, whatever you think about Angie, that's fine. But uh, you're entitled to your opinion. But look at the facts of Grant's death. It doesn't add up. And Angie had nothing to do with that. So there you go. And I linked this out in the episode notes, but the website Freedom for Gracie, and that's with a number four. If you haven't visited that site, there is a link to a timeline. And the timeline is really, really informative. But something that gets me every time I go to this page is I think it's about halfway down the page. There is a picture of Grant and his friend giving a thumbs up with the caption, Grant celebrates after Magistrate Cabell tells him he wouldn't have to go back to live with his father. Cabell later reverses the decision. And then there's a quote that says, it's okay, mom. If I go with him, he won't be able to hurt Gracie. And that's what he said to his mom after the ruling. What happened was Cabell said, okay, you know, he heard Grant and he said, you don't have to go back and live with your dad. And I guess he had a lunch break or something like that. And he said, you know what, Grant, you're like six foot, whatever. And your dad's five foot 10. So uh, I think you can handle yourself. And then he sent Grant back to live with his dad. So that really, really broke my heart. I mean, the fact that Grant was there literally celebrating that he didn't have to go back with him, even going as far as to take a picture. And then, you know, 15 minutes later, it's like your whole life changes based on the decision of this magistrate. So I just encourage everybody to go to that page if you haven't already. It has so much information and just a really informative timeline that Angie and a few other people have kept while they've been going through this. It has a lot of stuff from GCA, a lot of stuff uh, by law, from law enforcement and just pictures and the people involved. And yeah, it's a crazy, crazy web. And the last thing that I want to go over today for this week's episode is an email I received from uh, someone who wants to remain anonymous. And just a side note, my apologies if you've sent me an email and I haven't responded yet. I've been getting a lot of emails and they are so helpful. So I have all of them flagged and I will respond, but it's taking me a long time because some of these emails I'm getting are from actual law enforcement professionals who have been listening to the podcast and have crazy, crazy thoughts that are spot on. And they've analyzed the truck and they've analyzed this. And I'm just like, wow, I'm going through all of this. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So let me just read a little part of uh, an email that I got 
maybe a week and a half ago, but I just thought it was really helpful because it just echoed a lot of what we've been saying. And it helps to hear that, you know what? We're not crazy. We are totally not crazy. So anyway, uh, let me start here. Quote, there has been significant conversation that Aaron Solomon has some type of dirt on Berger and Berger has dirt on Lee. And this is how the narrative has been controlled. I have no evidence to substantiate these statements, nor do I think anyone will obtain evidence until a federal investigation begins. End quote. This person also adds that many of Aaron Solomon's connections all attend Williamson County Republican fundraisers, which intertwines with large corporations in the area. So yeah, I think that we knew most of this, uh, but it just kind of helps to hear random people that have nothing to do with this case just echo what we've been saying. So again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And if you have any tips, you can email me. I will get to it. I promise. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.